During our last broadcast, we began a series on listening to help, listening to help others who are in trouble. And we w began to look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13, where in the Berkeley version, it is translated very well in these words, he who answers before he hears, it is a folly to him and a reproach. We're say, we said last time that listening is important in counseling, but it is not all important. It's like the battery in the car that uh, keeps the car running, but it isn't the car, and you can't drive a battery down the street. So it has a valuable place, but it is only one aspect of counseling. It's people who make listening everything make a great mistake. And we began to examine this verse a little more carefully. He who answers before he hears, it says, it is a folly to him and a reproach. Now, answering before you hear is something that seems to be very strange, and yet we do it according to this verse. The verse must warn against such answering uh, because we have a tendency to uh, jump ahead and come jump to conclusions and uh, uh, to say, yes, I know what the problem is, much before we really do. And we were looking last time at some of the reasons why people jump ahead and try to uh, assume what the problem is without really hearing the other person, without really listening for the facts. I'll mention just a few of those things that we suggested last time and then move on to a few more. First of all, we talked about those who were too anxious to speak because they have a few pat answers for everything, pray about it, or something like that. And then we talked about those who fail to recognize and distinguish true diversity when they really uh, have something that differs. They see, for example, something that's similar in one person's life to what they saw in another person's life last week, and so they stereotype both parties into the same uh, bin, into the same basket. Uh, but you see, that's exactly what Job's supposed counselors did. There were three faults in Job's counselors. The first thing that was wrong with them, if you'll remember, is that they failed also to gather the data. They answered before they heard. They were exactly wrong where this verse accuses them. Uh, you see, they came and they said, why bother to gather any data? We know what's wrong in Job's case. People don't have such things happen to them as what has happened to Job unless they have sinned in some way. So they came already knowing the answers already sure that they knew what was wrong. Now, the fact of the matter was is that Job was not uh, in his problem because of his, some prior sin of his that brought it upon him. They had uh, stereotyped him. They had uh, made him a part of a whole uh, kind of frame of reference that they had built up that said that anybody who's in trouble and who is in serious, difficult, physical, and other kinds of trouble, who has had a lot of calamities come upon him, has had that because of some inner problem of his own. Now, all persons are sinners, Job included, but there was no particular inner problem. There was no particular sin. There was no particular thing that was wrong in Job's life that brought these calamities upon him. The actual fact was that what Job needed to learn out of this situation was how to handle a situation that he didn't bring upon himself. But they stereotyped him, and they did not recognize that difference. And so they came with their minds already made up, 
already decided as to what the problem was. That's dangerous business when you're trying to help another person. Too often parents do that with their children. Too often they have their minds made up when a child comes in late, for example, he was supposed to be home at 5 and be there right on the dot in time for supper, and he gets in 5.30, and so parents start screaming and yelling before they even hear the story, before they even realize the tire blew out, and this is only adding insult to injury. The poor kid was trying to to uh, get his bike back, and he had to walk it all the way, and uh, here he comes in the door, and he gets met with a storm of abuse, when really it was something he couldn't uh, foresee, and he couldn't uh, do anything about, and maybe he's been running all the way with a, a blown tire on his bicycle and trying to get home in time and doing his very best. It's better to ask questions first, to hear the facts and get the data and get the answers, you see. The second thing that Job's uh, counselors did that was wrong was not only did they fail to gather data, secondly, they failed to believe Job. When they said, Job, you're in this mess because of your own sin, Job protested and said, no, no, you're wrong. I didn't bring this on me. There's nothing as far as I know. I've, I've looked into my life. I've checked things out. I've, I've examined my life. I can't find anything there that, that could have led to this. They said, Job, you're hiding it. Come on, Job, let's, let's hear the truth. Come on out with it. And Job kept protesting, no, no, you've got me wrong. But they wouldn't hear him. They didn't listen to him, you see. They didn't hear his protest in love. 1 Corinthians 13 says, that love believes all things. A counselor needs to learn that too. It's not just people he counsels who need to learn that they must trust and believe another, but until the facts drive a counselor to disbelieve the person he is counseling, that counselor must learn to, to in love, accept what the counselee says. He doesn't start out with the suspicion that the counselee is all wrong. He doesn't start out with the presupposition that the counselee doesn't know what he's talking about. Now, I know there are counselors who do that, but that's exactly not Christian counseling. So if you're going to counsel someone, your child, a neighbor, a friend, you're going to have to learn how to accept what the person says as truth. If he's lying to you or if he's got a distorted picture, it'll come out soon enough when you take him on his word. A person can lie or misrepresent the truth only so far in detail. And when you get down to the details, the fact of that deception will come to the fore. But let the facts drive you to question a person. Don't start out with the attitude that he doesn't know what he's talking about or he's trying to deceive. That's what was wrong with Job's counselors. And so thirdly, they failed to meet Job's need. And the reason why they failed to meet his need was because they had not gathered the data, they had not believed Job, that is, they didn't listen to what the problem was, and they didn't listen to his protests, and so they assumed what was wrong, and they missed entirely what his real problem was. Job really needed help. He needed help. Uh, he needed the kind of encouragement and instruction that maybe they could have given if they had only heard what his problem was. His problem was not, what did I do to bring this on me? But his problem with which he was grappling was, what do I do now that this which I haven't brought upon myself has come? How do I handle calamity when I was not the cause of it? How do I deal with suffering that is not self-inflicted? Uh, and so, really, as he struggled with a problem, and they uh, came and, and brought an entirely wrong and false problem to him, they only became an aggravation to him rather than a help. And so often, that's what a counselor becomes when he doesn't listen for the facts. Now, there are other reasons why people don't listen to the facts. Sometimes they jump to conclusions 
because uh, of some superficial resemblance, we said. And then, of course, there's another thing. In this 18th chapter of Proverbs, verse 2, we read, A fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own opinion. Maybe they're not really interested in the counselee at all. Maybe they're only interested in showing how smart, how great, how wise they are. And so, look, I have the answers to all the problems, to all the solutions. I even know what the problems are before I hear. What a tragedy when people act that way. So this verse says, He who answers before he hears, it is a folly to him and a reproach. Don't be a reproach to those whom you seek to help. Don't be a fool before them and before God and others. You listen to what another person says to you if you're really interested in helping him. Listen for the facts. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the next broadcast. Lord, help us not to be fools and not to be a reproach as we seek to help others. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen.